Welcome to the Dynasty Football Dominators Podcast with your hosts, Jake and Andrew. Another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. It's your boy Jake, joined as always by Andrew. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good, man. Hitting us uh, the afternoon episode this time. Pretty early for us. I know. It's like 6.30 here. This is like the earliest we've ever recorded. Yeah, we've never recorded in daylight, for sure. Speaking of Uh, daylight, I hate the summer, man. Dude, you live in fucking Ohio. I don't want to hear it. No, like, I tried to mow my grass last night, and my mm-hmm. belt came off, so I ended up just having to, like, put my drive belt back on my lawnmower, and I got bit by, like, 30 mosquitoes, and I stepped on a bee, and it was just awful, and I didn't even get my grass mowed. Well, there's, uh, like, West Nile breaking out down here, so I think I'd, I'd rather get bit by your mosquitoes, and it's, like, 100 today also. But that is unfortunate, man. Um, what's been going on in the football world? I don't think too much, right? No, just a bunch of hype. Training camp's opening. It oh, is definitely God. hype season. Preseason next week. I think the biggest news is Andrew Luck's uh, supposed to play in the preseason. That's oh, pretty yeah. lit. I love that. And I guess Josh Gordon is not going to be at training camp. Yeah, I don't even – I don't really know what's going on with that. I personally don't think it's a big deal. I think not he's going to be fine. So – uh, we'll see, though. Every time your players are trending on Twitter, though, you get that, like, <gasps> oh, hopefully they didn't, like, tear their ACL or something. <laughs> especially Josh Gordon. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you never know with him. Yeah, he's he's a scary guy, though. I mean, he's a failed test away from never playing again. But uh, tonight we got some more divisional breakdowns coming for you. Last episode we uh, had some technical difficulties, had to cut out the NFC North except for the Vikings, so we're going to finish them. And we're going to go through the NFC South as well. Uh, unless you got anything else, man, you can get us rolling with the NFC North. Yeah, we'll kick it back off with the NFC North. Like you said, we've already hit the Vikings, so listen to our last podcast if you want to hear about the Vikings. Um, the next team is going to be the Detroit Lions. What do you think about the Lions this year? I like the Lions as just a real-life football team, even though that division's pretty brutal, but – Obviously, the Lions go as Matt Stafford goes. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, fantasy and real life. And uh, I expect him to have another QB one season. What about you? Yeah, he's he's pretty much a lock for 4,000 passing yards and 25 touchdowns, I think. I mean, dude is a beast. And like you said, he's very underrated. He's, you know, pretty cheap. I mean, you can get him for like, you know, quarterback what probably 14 15 right now and he's definitely right. i mean i think i think this year he could actually have he could be a top five quarterback i mean last season um he had two thousand yard patch passers or uh, pass catchers and that was only one of three teams to do that and i think with kenny g coming up i think he could break out a little bit this year and with those tar- those weapons he has adding carry on johnson who's the next guy i want to talk about I could definitely see Matt Stafford being a top-five quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's got that upside, man, every year. I mean, we saw it with Calvin. Obviously, he doesn't have Calvin anymore, but, you know, Kenny Galladay is pretty intriguing, man. He's he's a big-body receiver, so I think Stafford can make noise with him. But talking about carry-on, dude, I've been rising on him for the last few weeks to the point where I'm in a, I got my home league draft Saturday, and hopefully nobody listens to this before the draft. But I got 107. And I think Rosen's going to be there. But I was planning on taking carry on, so I'm not sure what to do. Mm. Not so this sure what is, to do. So that's, that's the God the, Squad, too. The the team okay. that I refer to as the God Squad that you, you know all about. Man, that's that's tough. And a, I love carry Obviously, on, it's super flex, or we wouldn't be talking about Rosen. Um, 
man, if Carrion's there, I don't know how. I don't know how you pass on him. <laughs> I know, dude. And that's what I would. I mean, I, I expect him. We, we know Detroit's been searching for a running back for years, and he's size, athleticism. You know, can catch the ball, can run the ball. He's he's a stud, man. And I feel like he he can do everything that all their other backs can do, like combined and just in his one body. So I think he I, could really be great. Absolutely. Talking more, we're getting into redraft season. He's going around guys like Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Williams. There's no way he's going that late. He's going 701 right now. I think he's going to creep into the back of the fifth round, if not, you know, the sixth round at least by the time we get, you know, September. So if you're, if you're doing your redrafts early, man, take advantage of that. Carry on that late. That's, that's insane to me. Yeah, he should be going around the other rookie backs. I mean, outside of Geis and Saquon, in my opinion. I mean, I'm, I would rather have – I might take carry on over Michelle in a redraft. I think he's locked for more touches. I think people are worried about, you know, because LeGarrette Blunt's already there. So he's going to be the first and second down pounder in the goal line back. And then, you know, you already have Theo Riddick there who's going to be the, the pass-catching back. But, man, I really – I'm not that scared of either one of those. Like, I think he can surpass – at least one, if not both of them, um, probably maybe not so much Theo Riddick because they love him there. So he's he's still going to get some targets. But I mean, like Garrett Blunt, I don't I don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I I love Carry on way more than I think than one one preseason game and Garrett Blunt's not a problem anymore. But they have <laughs> saw we mentioned their pass catchers. Obviously, they had two thousand yard ones. We know that's Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. But I'm excited about Galladay, man. Really pumped about him. He's a big body, six four. He's he's fast. That's the type of target that Matt Stafford historically likes the most. So, what do you think about him? Yeah, I'm, I'm all, all all aboard the Kenny Galladay train. The uh, the perfect situation to have in dynasty, if you ask me. A lot of people don't like it, and I don't really understand why. Is if a couple of leagues I have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, mm. and I love that because I have the production right now. Whoever, whoever that may be, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be Marvin Jones, at least for this year. But even after Marvin Jones leaves, I mean, I feel like Kenny G's just going to step right into that role. So I think you're just set for the future, um, dynasty-wise, if you have Marvin Jones and, and Kenny Galladay. It's like the wide receiver handcuff. I yeah, still like, I still like exactly. Marvin Jones, but I, I, I agree. Like, Galladay's time is coming. I think Jones is still going to be a pretty solid wide receiver, too, this year. And uh, Golden Tate is – He's been a wide receiver, too, like forever. Um, I do think he might – I guess Marvin Jones would be the one to get eaten into by Galladay. But at the same time, I think Marvin Jones is – I think I just like him more than Tate. So I, I like Me to too. think that he can he can keep it going. And it's hard, It's really going to be tough, though, man, because there's probably going to be weeks where you're not really sure who to play out yes. of those three if Galladay gets. I was going to say, any concern, like – it's kind of like they have too many weapons now. I know that, yeah. that sounds dumb, but, I mean, you got – three capable wide receivers. You might actually have a, a running game now. Uh, like, There's going to be weeks, like you said, that – well, Golden Tate's already boom bust. Marvin Jones has proven to be kind of boom bust. So, I mean, I guess that just makes them even more so. But yeah, Stafford still, slings it around, man. He's not really <clears> – <throat> he doesn't really lock into one guy um, unless it's Megatron. So, that kind of hurts your, your fantasy upside a little bit. But they're going to be a good offense. I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. Exactly. Who you want to talk about next? Somebody that scores a lot of points, like the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he's going to be the MVP this year in real-life football. That's my not-so-hot take. And (laughs) as far as fantasy football goes, I mean, if he plays 16 games, he's not finishing worse than QB2. So I think that he kind of – we know about Aaron Rodgers. There's really not a lot to talk about with him. Yeah, he's he's a lock. He's one of three guys that I think – can finish as a quarterback, the overall quarterback one. And he's by far and away the the guy who I'd put my money on. Yeah, there's there's not really a whole lot to talk about Aaron Rodgers. A guy I want to talk about um, behind him, I think I think Kaiser's a pretty good guy to own in Dynasty if Damn you right. have if you have Aaron Rodgers especially. I still believe in the kid. I mean he got threw into a really bad situation in Cleveland. He wasn't given any chance whatsoever. Uh, he's still super young. I think Aaron Rodgers has spoken about retirement in the in the future. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys to to overplay his. You know, what I mean, he's not going to play till he's fifty like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Packers have proven if 
you know, if they're not like Brett Favre, they'll get rid of you. So I, I really like him and Kaiser as well. Yeah, um, honestly, we could do an entire episode about Deshaun Kaiser, and I would be <laughs> cool with that because last year I was just obnoxiously high on Kaiser, and I, I'll forever I think you. he didn't get a, a good chance. Um, but hey, I love him being there. I think he can do what Rodgers did, which is just sit behind the the goat for a couple of years and just pick up all he can. And I agree, dude. I have a buddy in our home league that's got Kaiser and Rodgers, and I think it's just incredibly smart. It's great. As far as the running backs go, though, uh, not not as exciting <laughs> to talk about them, dude. Um, I think we're both Aaron Jones guys, or at least mm-hmm. I know I am. I know you like yeah. Tymo, too. Um, what do you make of this situation? Well, you're correct. I do love Aaron Jones. The suspension hurts, but if we're talking about dynasty, I still think he's going to you know, prove to be the, the best running back in that backfield. I do not like Jamal Williams, but he's – he produced last year, so I can't deny that. I still don't want anything to do with him, really. But I'm also pretty high on, on Ty Montgomery. Whenever he got the chance last year, the first two weeks, he finishes the RB7 and RB2. So he's done it before, just the injury history. But, oh, man, it's it's a three-headed. One of those running backs is going to produce every single week. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't have – I'm not going to lie. I don't have any idea who, who it's going to be. But – I wouldn't be surprised if two of those guys finish inside the top 24 this year. Easy. Yeah, I, I genuinely think it's, it's going to be a timeshare all year. Like, I, yep. I, don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where some, one of those guys is getting 80% workload without injuries occurring. But I do think that Aaron Jones is the best of the three. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. That's the guy I would want to have. <laughs> and he's, he's also the cheapest. Um, not well. Actually, it's probably not the cheapest. But I was just in a redraft. Uh, you're in the same league, sixteen team league, and somehow I got Aaron Jones in like the ninth round or eighth round, oh, yeah, which I is like that. 130 players or however many. You know, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that was a steal. He's he's gonna fall really far in redrafts. I think um, he'll he compares to the guy that we'll talk about later in Mark Ingram. Like whenever a guy gets suspended, I mean they just plummet. You get the discount, if you, man. If you build your team right. I mean, you can stash a guy like that, and, and they can win you leagues. So, yeah, I love that pick. It's a good buy low in Dynasty, too. Like, I really like Aaron Jones. Receivers, totally um, we all know about Devontae Adams. Um, mm. I, I really think he's got – and I didn't really think this about a month ago, but now I think it's realistic. I think he has number one overall wide receiver potential. Now, yes. that doesn't mean he's going to hit the potential, but that he has that – I think he's top ten locked and loaded. Assuming he doesn't get concussed, that's the only thing that could probably stop him. Um, he's just he plays with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't, I don't think Devontae Adams is like the most talented wide receiver in the world, but I think he's pretty good. And when you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, he'll make you great. So, um, other than Randall Cobb, he has no competition either. I know you love him. I just wanted to gush first. Oh yeah, you you just took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, he's been a top five wide receiver dynasty wise for me for a while. Um, and now everyone's coming almost there. We're almost there, guys. After this year, I think, like, there's still a little – you can still buy him kind, not cheap anymore, but I think he can still return value for for what you can get him for at the moment. But, yeah, I love Devontae Adams, and you hit the nail on the head whenever you said Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can make anyone a top 12 wide receiver, and Devontae Adams was – good without Aaron Rodgers I mean he has a nose for the end zone so I mean I love him he could I think he could definitely easily be a top three wide receiver and like you said there's a possibility he finishes the number one overall wide receiver I don't I don't think that will happen but I wouldn't be surprised if it did yeah I think the only reason why it won't, he could finish number one in like half point or standard I don't I don't think touchdowns P, yeah, yeah. P, PPR is going to be nah. tough yeah. but uh, you bring up a really good point though about him playing without Rodgers I mean he was I don't want to say better with Hundley, but he 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 kept up the pace. I mean, he yeah. he was still a wide receiver one with a just god awful quarterback, and um that to me that gives me a lot of confidence in him. I think Randall Cobb is sneaky, super wow. sneaky, uh, top thirty almost locked for me. Maybe back in, but still like in PPR leagues, we've already seen Randall Cobb have a wide receiver one season before, and there's like we said, Jordy's gone. 
they drafted three rookies. You know, I highly doubt that those three rookies are going to overtake Randall Cobb. His only thing is health also, and he has a, a lot of injuries he deals with. But what do you think about Cobb? Yeah, if Cobb can stay healthy, like you said, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has two wide receiver twos. Just yeah. every year he stays healthy, plays a full season. He He's produced two top 24 wide receivers. So someone else, like I, I just think it's inevitable that he's at least going to be a top 30 wide receiver. And he's done it before in the past. I mean, they have a rapport. Yeah, I, I love Randall Cobb, especially where he's going. Any of the rookies that you want to touch on? I mean, I, I'm taking shots on ESB in the fourth round, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, ESB is definitely my favorite. I think he has the most potential out of all those guys. Um, another guy that I'm that I'm watching is Geronimo Allison. True. Um, you can get him kind of cheap, and he's already he's already been there. So I I still slot Geronimo ahead of the the rookie wide receivers for now. Buckeye, uh, stop your, your dog does not agree with that take on Geronimo Allison at all. What about Devontae Adams, Buckeye? Do you like him? You like Devontae Adams? Yeah. He likes Devontae Adams, so it's all good. What about Jimmy Graham? Because I'm not expecting a whole lot from Jimmy Graham except, you know, maybe eight touchdowns, but no yards. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not been a big Jimmy Graham guy since he left New Orleans, honestly. He's touchdown or bust, which if he's going to be touchdown or bust, Green Bay's a pretty good situation for him. But I would – I'm selling Jimmy Graham if at all possible because there's – there's those people out there who absolutely love him. So I'm not one of those. I'm not I'm not super excited about him. Yeah, I think uh I think he might have like twenty catches on the season and eight touchdowns. Twenty catches and eight touchdowns. That's a pretty good that's that's pretty fine. About hundred and six yards. <laughs> Never heard your dog bark before. He's upset. Oh, there's another dog out there. Oh, uh, he's protecting, that makes sense. He's protecting his territory, kind of like how Ben Roethlisberger did whenever the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he was barking a little bit. He barked a little bit. Now he's run away. Good job, Buckeye. Sorry I don't think that. I don't I don't think bears bark, but uh, they growl. Um, the, the Bears are a pretty exciting team this year. Boo! <laughs> I got to segue the best I can. Man. <laughs> That was bad. Hey, I know. Uh, I love it, though. I, love I, knew, it. I knew it was bad before it came out. <laughs> the Bears are uh, somewhat exciting, man. I mean, um, I think Mitchell Trubisky is kind of – he's kind of risky right now. He's he's pretty expensive for risky what Trubisky. he's – Yeah. But uh, he's got a lot of upside. What do you think about him? I love Mitchell Trubisky. If, he, if you could have got him last year, then you're set. Because you could have bought him super cheap last year, but like you said, he's rising really quick, and this is this is the make or break year, I think, for for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he has the opportunity to to be like the Jared Goff of this year, I think. Um, they went out in the off season and they really just built the team around him, and he had nothing. He had no weapons whatsoever last year. It was I actually kind of felt sorry for the guy, but now, man, he's. His potential, his ceiling is super high. Yeah, I, I think his ceiling is is reasonably high. I think it'll grow as we progress over the next few years. I don't really think he could finish higher than like QB ten, but that oh, would yeah, still not, be pretty this year. pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, as they get more year. rapport with him and A Rob, man, I think I think he's got that upside. Plus, he can run a little bit too. He's a pretty good athlete. Absolutely. I like their uh, the guy I really want to talk about though is Tariq Cohen. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's gonna, you know, outproduce Jordan Howard, but I think he can come pretty damn close. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come pretty think, damn close. I think he can outproduce Jordan Howard. I mean, just look at the first four games of last season. He had 24 receptions and he averaged over 80 yards a game. And I mean, they didn't even use him that much. That was just using him correctly. Just think if they make him like a center piece of the offense i mean he's oh, gonna no. be a stud they weren't even using him correctly like I they know. used him correctly for like two weeks and then john Fo- i don't john fox got fired so obviously <sighs> uh something was wrong there but like ppr leagues man if, if cohen can get 40 percent of the snaps or 35 percent of the snaps he's gonna be a top 24 running back man easy easy oh, absolutely trubisky needs those easy dump offs and if you dump it off to him he's gonna get you 10 yards every time and one out of every five, he might take it 80. I mean, he was incredible last year, man. Big plays. Jordan Howard 
He's a good back. He's really solid, but no hands. And I think the writing's on the wall, man. The young coach coming in who did a lot with Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying Tariq Cohen is Tyreek Hill, but he's probably as fast, even though he plays a different position. So I'm super high on Cohen and pretty down on Howard. But I do think Howard's still got pretty solid RB2 written all over him. Yeah, Jordan Howard's that perfect RB2, like I've said before. I mean, he's super. he busts like half the – Half the time he'll bust, but then the other half of the time he'll rush for 100 yards and get two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So he's that guy that you want behind like a a steady running back one, and he he can definitely win you weeks. But I would feel very uneasy if I had Jordan Howard as my RB1, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not feeling good about that at all. Ideally, I'd want him to be my three. Um, But I think they can be like a Freeman and Coleman, but with a a souped-up Coleman. I think Cohen yeah. can be pretty close to Howard production wise, but yeah, Cohen reminds me. Cohen reminds me a lot of like a Chris Thompson type guy. Um, I mean, he can just literally take a screen, any screen pass, and just break it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got that explosiveness, and he doesn't drop anything. And oh, you I know who he they... reminds me of, right? You're, it's your boy. Who's that? Darren Sproles. Oh, Sproley. He's the oh, new Sproles, man. I'm fine with that. Five six huge like tree trunk legs and runs like a 4-3 I love Darren Sproles and Tariq Cohen I just have a thing for the small scat backs don't I yeah I mean they're they're easy that's to root fun. for that's uh, let's go from 5-6 uh, six to 6-4 six, with Allen Robinson I think about hey, that Rob. guy I'm actually kind of surprised at his price right now yeah he's, he's he should be high or more expensive he's reasonably yeah I mean he was a what a a top ten wide receiver with Blake Bortles. He was top five one year. He was top, yeah, exactly. See, I've been even selling him short. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I think he was wide like, receiver four that one year where he had like fourteen hundred and fourteen. I mean, that's insane. And I mean, you can get him in like the fourth round. What is? I don't understand that. Why the injury? He's super I mean, young too. Yeah, that's. I just don't get that. But I love I love Allen Robinson. I'm really excited to see if him and Mitch Trubisky can you know, develop a rapport, because I think if they can, then they're going to be great for five, six, 23 years to come. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my concerns with A-Rob in 2018, but I, I love him for the long term, uh, just because Trubisky didn't do a lot down the field, and obviously A-Rob's a down-the-field guy, but they're going to – I mean, they paid the guy to be the number one wide receiver. They'll force the ball to him if they need to, and, uh, you know – I think he'll he should be a wide receiver too, locked and loaded. Obviously, with wide receiver one upside, but I like Anthony Miller a lot too. Yes. And I think the way you know the way they kind of counter each other, they're different types of receivers. Um, Trubisky could be looking for him a lot, you know, underneath or other spots of the field where A. Rob is not occupying. So he's one of the rookies that I'm most excited about as far as producing right away. Yeah, I've I've said it before. I think Anthony Miller has. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a top-producing wide receiver, even over DJ Moore this year. Um, I think you know Chicago's defense still isn't that great, so I think they're going to be down a lot. And like you said, I think Mitch Trubisky, being only in his second year in the league, I think he's going to go for that check down a lot, which is why I love Tariq Cohen. That's also why I love Anthony Miller. I think a lot of the times it might not be pretty, but at the end of the week you're going to be pleased with Anthony Miller's production. Mm-hmm. And you you brought up DJ Moore. I know we're going to talk about him uh, later, but I think I think Anthony Miller is going to outproduce him. To be honest, that's just what I think. And I think Calvin Ridley is going to outproduce uh, Anthony Miller. But we'll get to him later too. They got another guy this uh, offseason, Taylor Gabriel, who we've seen flash before. Really fast guy. Don't really expect much from him on a week to week basis, but I think in best ball, he's probably a good target. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's the perfect best ball guy. Um, other than that, I don't. I'm not really that interested in him. I've never been a huge Taylor Gabriel fan as far as fantasy football goes. It's fun to watch, but I think that that Falcons offense that year was just perfect for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was definitely an outlier season. I don't think he can ever return anything close to what he did that year. But like you said, he'll have a couple big weeks. That's about it probably. Let's talk about the the tight ends. Mm-hmm. What do you think about what do you think about Trey Burton? Well, I got a little bit of a hot take. So I, I think I think Adam Shaheen and Trey Burton are both going to be like top twenty tight ends, and I don't necessarily think 
Trey Burton's going to completely separate himself like everybody's expecting him to. And I didn't feel like this until recently, but just looking at him, I mean, Adam Shaheen is built to be like the lead tight end because of his size. He's more of a blocker. He's going to be on the field all the time. Trey Burton is a route runner. He's kind of similar to Jordan Reed in a way. He's a move tight end. So not that I, I think Trey Burton's obviously going to be featured when he's on the field. I just think Shaheen's going to be on the field more. Now, I could be wrong, and it wouldn't surprise me, but that's, that's kind of what I expect going moving forward, and I think that might be a hot take. I hate you because I thought we were going to agree or disagree on something. Oh, you're and with me on that. We haven't talked about this before. It, it, uh, we haven't. I literally, beside Trey Burton, I have written beside his name, Adam Sheen. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, the hype's just gotten out of control, I think. You know, as soon as he went there, I was excited. But everyone's just on board now. And it just, I mean, I can just smell bust. You know what I mean? Maybe not complete bust, but, I mean, that offense just isn't high-powered enough to sustain all of these weapons and for where he's going, I mean, he's going around guys like – in redraft, he's going around guys like Devin Funches and Jamison Crowder. Like, <laughs> there's no there's no way I'm taking Trey Burton in that range. Like, nah. that's just – that's out – that's crazy. Yeah, man. People have short memories in fantasy football, too. It was um, – I think it was like two years ago, the, the Bears paid Deion Sims to come be their tight end. Yeah, and they paid him, him like similar similar money to what they just paid Burton, I believe, and uh, he obviously didn't do anything. Not that I'm saying Trey Burton's going to be like that, but I just I think people are a little bit too high on him, and they're forgetting about Shaheen, who a lot of people were really high on last year. So we'll yeah, see. I'm glad we got I'd that love, out of the air. I'd love to sell Trey Burton right now. I got him and Joku and Ebron in one league that I'm in with you, and I, I should probably try to sell him. You you should. Or we'll you see. should try and sell me in Joku. That'd be fine, too. Yeah, that's let's, not happening. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. I want to talk about Calvin Ridley. All right, that's, that's your boy. Love, you got I love Calvin Ridley. I love Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be the most productive rookie wide receiver. From the day he steps on the field, he's going to be a PPR darling. I think top a wide receiver three probably with some wide receiver two upside, but playing beside Julio, that's about all you you can expect. And moving forward as a dynasty asset, I know people think he's old, but he's coming in ready to go. Julio's maybe got two or three more years left, and it's going to be the Calvin Ridley show. He's an excellent route runner, pedigree from Alabama. I know everybody hates him, don't care. I'm taking advantage of that hate, and I'm getting Calvin Ridley everywhere I can. I just want to put that out there so I look smart when it happens. <laughs> See, like, um, I did hate Calvin Ridley, and then he went to the Falcons, and then I started to rise on him, but I'm still nowhere near you. Like, I feel like I'm just the consensus. Like, if he falls to me, I'll take him, but I'm not going out and, and trying to get him. Um, this year, actually, I still – I am I know this sounds gross, but I still kind of like Muhammad Sanu. Um, I mean, guess what he finished last year? Calvin Ridley wasn't there. But where did where do you finish there? He was a wide receiver thirty last year and half PPR. Yeah, that'll, that'll be Calvin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they just drafted Calvin Ridley in the first round. That's going to be him right there. I don't wide know, man. Three. Like, I'm just I'm I'm not sold on Calvin Ridley. I hope I'm wrong because I do have him in in a couple places, but I still I just don't I just don't like him. I already like one Alabama wide receiver, and that's that's enough for me. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I feel you, man. You're 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 probably consensus as far as Julio goes. Uh, he's wide receiver one. I mean, we know yes. what it is. I think I honestly, I think he we could see a pretty big bounce back season from Julio. I know he was a what was he top five last year, but I think so. I think we could see him flirt with that overall number one wide receiver this year, just because the touchdowns weren't there. He's going to give you fourteen hundred yards every year. So if he just catches you know four or five more touchdowns, he's going to be probably right there at the top three. Um, and I think he's a really good buy for a, a win-now team. Yeah, this entire team is due for, you know, a great improvement. Um, being in the second year of Steve Sarkeesian's offense, I mean, you see a lot of, you know, working out the, the crinkles in the first year with a lot of new head coaches. I think that was that was to blame for Julio last year. And like you say, still finishes in the top ten, so – it wasn't like he was that bad, but he slipped. This is as far as Julio is going to slip ever. And didn't he just get 
an extension. He got a, a renegotiation. Basically, they re- agreed to pay him more money per season, so he didn't bitch. There we go. Well, as long as he's not bitching, that's. that's by the good. way, he was already getting fifteen million a year, so it's not like he was out there getting shortchanged. But that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Ryan's getting thirty, and he's a, uh, you know, speaking of guys you don't like, I just don't like Matt Ryan. I mean, <laughs> I know he he had the one out of character year where he was what was he quarterback one or close to it, but yeah. his his you know his place of belonging is like why well, uh, quarterback fifteen. Right around the middle of the pack, he'll have he'll have some big games because he's playing with Julio, but he's not a guy I get excited about. He's a good quarterback too in a super flex. I mean, he's you can do a lot worse than him, but yeah, he's again, boring. I'm just not excited. Yeah, yeah, he's very boring. Yeah, like you said, two years ago he had 38 touchdowns. Last year he only had 20. It's probably going to be around 25. So yeah. he's not going to be as bad as he was last year by any means. I don't think, but I still wouldn't take him he's he's going as the quarterback 16 right now so that's yeah. that's fine that's where you should All right be. so that's average matt congratulations let's go on to the to the running backs real quick what do you think about devonta freeman this year uh, i think he's a uh, top <laughs> top 20 I'm, i've been kind of following on freeman the last couple of years or I, I guess just since last year um i like tevin coleman a lot that has a lot to do with it but I just think that offense is going to be good and a lot of more of it's going to be going to Julio. And I think Sarkeesian probably learned from his mistakes last year. And we'll we'll see a little bit more Tevin Coleman. And also Freeman got the injury thing too. I know he got the concussion last year. Kind of worries me a little bit. But the guy I'm, I'm targeting in Atlanta is, has been and will be Tevin Coleman. For, for this year's potential, you know, if something happens to Freeman and obviously moving forward, we, we know Tevin Coleman is going to leave Atlanta next year. So the time to buy him is now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be a RB1 starting next year for the yes, future. Yes, for sure. Um, as far as te- uh, Devonta Freeman goes, I mean, he was still the running back 13 last year, and he missed two games, which kind of mm-hmm. surprised me. So he was still yep. you know, pretty much an RB1. Um, the thing that concerns me with Freeman is he saw like 20 less targets, and he also – had his red zone carries drop from 27 to 19. Mm-hmm. And I, like you were saying, I think that's just going to continue to fall for him and, and they're going to give the ball to, to Tevin Coleman a lot more. Also, I think they want to see what they, they have with Edo Smith. As I agree. Well. I agree. So that's just, that's cutting into his pie more and more. I mean, he's, he's been really good for like three or four years in a row, but he has been trending down. Yep. You know, even though even if it's slow and he's still giving you good production, it is going in the wrong direction. So running backs so, just don't last in the NFL. It's just well, crazy. it's that it's that, and you're getting the influx of rookies. Like yeah, like last year, there's what four rookies that probably finished ahead of him. So replaceable. And this year, you're going to have two more rookies that could finish in that range, also maybe more. You know, so it, it's just hard to stay up there unless you're really elite. Speaking of elite, uh, Cam Newton is elite. What do you think about Cam Newton? <laughs> the Panthers. Okay, uh-huh. so oh, so I have a confession to make. All right. I really, really like Cam Newton this year. All right. Well, I've I've been <laughs> I know I've been so down on, on Cam Newton and every day he just steals a little little piece of my heart. And I think he has my whole heart now. Um last year is the overall quarterback two in fantasy. <laughs> and right now in redrafts he's going at the end of the seventh round. Stupid. What? Why? What in the? Why? Is the is Deshaun Watson going ahead of him? Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just don't understand it. I mean, I under he he did bust about forty five percent of the time last year, meaning he wasn't a quarterback one or quarterback two. And the Panthers were twenty fifth in passing attempts per game, but what he lacks in passing, he makes up for on the ground. I mean, the dude's had over 4,300 yards and 54 rushing touchdowns since he's won the league. And mm-hmm. no matter what you tell him, he's not, he's not going to stop running the ball. Yeah, he's, he's, a big, he's a big boy. And he knows how to play. He knows how to – he takes some big hits sometimes, but for the most part, he knows how to use his body the right way. And they brought him in a new weapon this year. Last year, you know, the pass attempts were down, but at the same time, other than Funchess, I mean, he had nothing. And Olsen missed most of the season. Mm-hmm. So for Cam finishing where he did last year, it just speaks to how great he really is. And so, you know I love him. 
His since fantasy, he, he is incredible, man. Since he came into the league, he's finished as a quarterback 3, 4, 3, 17, 1, 17, and 2. So you're either going to get a top four quarterback or you're going to get the 17th quarterback. Which Not a terrible floor. I, I mean, mean, no. No, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And he's going to give you, regardless of where he finishes season long, even if he has a bad year, you're going to have QB1 overall weeks, always. with Exactly. Game so. Panthers are going to be a top 10 offense this year. I'm calling it. Unfortunately, they're not making the playoffs. But uh, Christian is, McCaffrey. This is a tough division. I did not realize <laughs> it's the, it's that. It's the best division in football, man. I'm telling you, if, it's the best division in football. If you didn't have the Buccaneers, they're just and even and the even they are just, they they're underachievers. We all know that they're <laughs> they're a better team than what they actually put on the field. You know yeah, what I mean? they are. But if you think about it, like the Falcons were in the Super Bowl two years ago, Panthers were in the Super Bowl what three years ago. And the Saints have been a contender for, you know, 10 years almost now. Did they make so, the Super Bowl last year? No, but they won the Super Bowl uh, not that long ago. So. <laughs> oh, poor Diggs. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. I love Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, me too. I'm not worried about C.J. Anderson. Like, I, you know, Christian McCaffrey last year was 11, I believe, in PPR. Mm-hmm. I, I expect about the same finish this year. Um, I don't really expect C.J. Anderson to take too much away from him. Christian McCaffrey's so good in the passing game. Like, his floor is just incredibly high. He's going to get four to five targets probably every game like a wide receiver. If he gets any type of increase in carries, he's got top five running back potential. But I, I don't think we'll see that. I think RB 10 to 12 is where we'll see McCaffrey for the next few years. Yeah, he had 113 targets last year. Stupid. That is unreal, for especially for a running back. He had 23% of the team's total targets. Obviously, that's going to go down with Greg Olson, you know, coming back and mm-hmm. bringing in DJ Moore. But still, I think he's a, he's a lock for 100 targets. And targets are, are better than carries, in my opinion. So, I love Christian McCaffrey. He's, like, I think you've said it before. I mean, he's Danny Woodhead 2.0. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all, all in on Christian McCaffrey. And all that news came out. I don't buy it, but saying he was going to get however many carries and all that garbage. But hopefully that doesn't drive his stock up too much. Yeah, I don't think they'll give him a lot of carries. You mentioned Danny Woodhead. He's the healthy Danny Woodhead. And if they yes. want to keep it that way, you gotta you got to play it smart, man. That's why they brought in C.J. Anderson, who's who's going to get some goal line work. Not all of it. A lot of short yardage work. And uh, maybe take 25 30% of the snaps, but – you know, he's not going to take away enough from McCaffrey to take him out of the RB1 range. I think CJ's probably got some flex appeal in some formats, and he'll give you some good weeks, but I'm not excited about him. He is really cheap, though. And in redraft, he's probably a good target to give you, you know, RB4 or something like that. Yeah, I actually – I'm probably a little higher on, on CJ Anderson than most people. I don't really know why. I loved him in um, – crap, he's, in Denver. He's a good Jeez. player. He's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's solid. And if you look at Jonathan Stewart's numbers last year, I mean, he had four top 24 games. He finished mm-hmm. as RB3 once. He finished as RB10. So, I mean, there's opportunity there for sure in, in Carolina. Like you said, he's not going to you know, get 30, 40 carries a game, but he definitely has some flex appeal at his, at his current value. So, I like C.J. Anderson too. And there'll probably be times where they use both of them at the same time, too, on the field. They did that last year with McCaffrey and Stewart. So, he'll have some good games for sure. The wide receivers are pretty intriguing to me, dude. I'm, I think you know I'm probably one of the highest people there is on Funches. Just love the guy. He's top 20 receiver last year, 24 years old. Huge, huge. Good athlete. Cam loves huge receivers. And uh, I expect him to be a wide receiver, too, again. I, I, I like DJ Moore a lot in the long term, but I don't expect DJ Moore to come in and be Odell Beckham, you know, from day one. I think Funches has that rapport that's going to continue to to grow with Cam. And he's got a lot of potential, man. He's got a lot of upside that I think people don't really realize with him, and he's not expensive. Yeah, I don't I don't really like Devin Funches. I know, but <laughs> I don't, doesn't, I don't doesn't know. matter. I just, I, just, I just don't like him. I like DJ Moore a lot more. Um DJ Moore a lot more. Anyways, so some guys going around Devin Funches. Would you rather have Funches, Cup, or Crowder? Funches. 
See, I, I think I'd rather have Cup over Funches. Is that crazy? Uh, Funches, Funches finished higher than Cup last year, and they brought in Brandon Cooks for. He did, but Cup was a rookie, and he did have so five was, touchdowns. So was Jim Moore, and... his rookie. <laughs> there, that's a good thumb, though. I think Cup and Funches are pretty close, but I, f- I feel like they'll finish pretty similar to each other. Yeah, they're, they're totally, totally different players. They're wide receiver twos, but yeah. But Funches yeah, has the just... upside because of, of the end zone, man. He's he's six four and he's in. He's so big. We saw Kelvin Benjamin have wide receiver one seasons, and Funches is a way better athlete than Kelvin Benjamin will ever be. So that's you know that's the upside I'm talking about. I know DJ Moore is super talented. And I do expect him to overtake Funches eventually, but I don't think it's 2018. Yeah, I just don't like Devin Funches because he's from Michigan. I'm not even gonna lie anymore. Oh, I know. Like, I, just, I, know. I just can't. I can't. I just can't stand looking at the guy. Um, I do. I think we both like DJ Moore quite a yeah, bit, though. I'm I pro- do like. I, I don't like want him, people to think I don't. Probably like him a little more than you. I think he's. Would you take Calvin Ridley over DJ Moore? No. In a rookie. No. Wouldn't. I wouldn't. What about in redraft? Uh, I would take Calvin Ridley in redraft. Okay. See, I'm, I think I'm still – they're going literally like back-to-back in redraft. DJ Moore's tied to Cam, and I like Cam so much more than Matt Ryan. So that's yeah. why I would take him that's over in Dynasty. That's what I was going to bring up, actually. Yeah. I think his long-term outlook – because I think eventually the Panthers – I mean, they're going to have to start passing more. Like, yeah. they just have to. Either that or Cam's just going to die. So – one or the I other. Mean, if he, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they start passing more. But, yeah, I mean, I love – I think, you know, if this running back class wasn't just totally crazy, I think he could have easily went, you know, 102, 103 and a lot a lot of rookies, rookie drafts this year. Probably so. Um, what about Greg Olson, man? He missed a lot of time last year. I know he's an older guy, but uh, – much. I mean, first of all, it's not hard to be a tight end one. But I think he's locked and loaded to be a top five tight end, assuming he can play a full season. This is the first tight end we've talked about because tight ends are gross. Um, yeah, I, well, I Atlanta do, doesn't have one. I, I do, I do like Greg Olson. Um, until last year, he played in nine straight full seasons. So health is. I don't think one like one injury, even though you know it was a pretty bad injury. I don't think that classifies him as as injury prone, even though some people are saying that he is. Um, did he have the surgery? I think so. I think he had the surgery, and I think it's like a really high success rate if you had the surgery that they remain healthy. But he is mm-hmm. older, so I don't. Know. I think he's worth the risk, though, especially in tight end premium leagues. Or like we said, I mean, tight ends are just gross. Yeah, and he's going to get a ton of targets. So I like old man I'm, Greg. I'm uh, I'm drafting Ian Thomas, and well, I have a couple rookie drafts left, but I drafted him in the fourth round like three times in other leagues. I think he's. Super intriguing just because he's tied to Cam. It, same story. He's athletic, too, and Greg Olson is older, so he's a guy you can stash in your taxi squad and just wait and see what happens. Till the legend of old Greg dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, the very underwhelming Buccaneers. I'll let you get us started. Is this our last team? Do we... No, it's not. Are you sure? No, it's not. We oh. saved the best for last. Don't worry. <laughs> Dang it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so the Buccaneers. Let's talk about Jameis Winston. What do you think about Jameis Winston? Uh, I think he needs he needs to get his shit together. Um, I, I love Jameis Winston, the football player, uh, even though I, th- I think he's definitely underwhelmed what he should be doing. You know, he he hasn't met his talent. His production hasn't met his talent yet. But I think we could pretend begin to see that now with Chris Godwin coming in and growing with him. Obviously, he's got Mike Evans. Um, I don't know what's going on with the the legal situation, but if Jameis is playing, I think he's got clear quarterback one upside, not overall, but just top 10 guy and uh, probably a top 15 floor, assuming he can, uh, well, I guess maybe not with the suspension, but for the games you get him, he's going to give you a top 15 level production guy. Yeah, over the last five games last year, he was on a 5,000-yard pace. So, I mean, he can sling it. I mean, he ended the season super hot, and I was was pretty excited to – to own him in a few leagues and then all this came out and then I tried to buy him low but people aren't selling and I can't blame him I wouldn't sell he's he's a hold now but man I is it crazy to think like this might be it for Jameis Winston so if he screws in up in Tampa Bay yeah that's what I, yeah that's what I meant but I mean if he screws yeah. up again 
or if he comes out and just sucks, then they're going to move on from Jameis. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, you can't blame um, him. I actually would not hate that. I actually, uh, yeah, I, I have a, I have a dream in my head actually <laughs> that Drew, Drew retires after this year and uh, Jameis comes to New Orleans. Uh, JT, JT is the quarterback of the future in New Orleans, man. I mean, shit. I hope so, but I really <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk let's talk about the Bucks running backs. What do you think about Ronald Jones? <sighs> He's a very athletic dude that I'm not excited about, and that doesn't sound right. But um, his tape was was awesome. I mean, he has a lot of big time highlights yeah, on his, his tape. His highlight but... reel is great. But if you actually watch the USC game, it, I mean, it wasn't like that. I mean, no. he he would have two or three pop plays a game, and for the most part, he was just kind of running into the line every other play. I like Peyton Barber. He's big body, came out of the SEC, um, super cheap, and there's already been reports coming out that they could be splitting carries off the bat. So I think Peyton Barber is the clear buy there. Rojo is pretty expensive. Like, I think we talked about carry-on earlier. I would much rather have carry-on than Rojo. Yeah, I own zero Rojo. Like, Me too. none. I just – I'm not interested. I mean, I see the upside, but the bust potential is by far the greatest in any other first-round running back, I think. I mean, he could not do anything at all. Because, like you said, I I like Peyton Barber. Um, I was surprised whenever they, they took a guy like Ronald Jones. I really thought that they were going to take – you know, guys or someone, someone like oh, that. God. But because I mean, going into the draft, that was one of the juicier running back landing spots. That was. That's why I'm so upset because that was the best spot. And I just, I just don't like Ronald Jones. Like, if you go watch his highlights, then you love him. But like you said, if you watch the full game, I mean, he's either getting stopped behind the line, it's like he just gives up, or he busts an 80 yard touchdown run. So there's really there's no in between for him, and I just don't know how that's going to translate into the NFL. Like that just doesn't, you know, home run hitters don't really usually pan yeah, out don't. In, the, in the NFL. There, there's a world where he's an RB one, yeah, obviously because that was the best landing spot that anybody could get, in my opinion. But I don't, I don't see it, at least not right away. I think Peyton Barber's going to be involved, and I think Rojo's going to kind of be slow played a little bit because they're first of all they're a pass first team, which you know, Jameis is a gunslinger, and they have two. Really good wide receivers. Only one that costs you a lot. But yeah. uh, let's Deshaun, talk about the cheaper one first. No, yeah, they have two great wide receivers: Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin. Right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we we gotta talk about Chris Godwin first. Yeah, go ahead. So I love Chris Godwin. First of all, as as everyone probably knows, he's currently going undrafted and and redrafts, which surprised Shut me. Up. No, I swear he's undrafted right now. Which is, is Sean Jackson getting drafted? Yes, but oh, Chris, Chris Godwin's a perfect last round flyer in your redrafts. So if you have a redraft coming up, then throw your hat in the ring. Um, he graded out as the second best rookie wide receiver by Pro Football Focus last year, um, which kind of surprised me. But man, big play all over him. Deshaun Jackson is the only—that's the only negative. But I mean, he's getting older. He can't. He's just going to quit one year, right? He's not going to be the Deshaun Jackson of old. Did we see it last year kind of at the end of, this, uh, at the end of the I year? I think it's over for him. I mean, I'm all aboard. I think Chris Godwin's going to take over that role and be the wide receiver too for, for Tampa Bay this year. I'm, I'm all about it. And the thing I like about Chris Godwin is, as far as dynasty goes, is he's super young. You know, he's only under contract a few more years he could easily go somewhere else in a few years and just be their wide receiver one. Like I fully, I fully believe that. So even like, don't get too discouraged if, you know, he has a, a lackluster season because I mean, I think the, the potential's there. He has a super high ceiling. And if the Buccaneers don't know how to use him, I mean, when his contract's up, someone's going to pick him up and hopefully use him correctly. I, I'm actually – I might be higher on Godwin than you, man. I, I think Godwin is why I'm, ne- I'm not going to have any Mike Evans in any of my leagues. I don't because like Mike Evans. M- Mike Evans is so expensive. I don't like this and, offense as a whole, though, so. Well, I think it's got to – like you said, Jameis was on pace for 5,000 yards. They just they've, – they've underwhelmed for the last few years. And at some point, with all the talent that's there, you know, I expect them to figure it out. 
and I think Chris Godwin can be really good, man. Like not not outproduce Mike Evans, but take Mike Evans out of that top five wide receiver discussion and make it more of a fifteen because Godwin's you know, it could be like a Cooper Crabtree type of thing. I'm that high on Chris Godwin. Maybe not this year, but as long as they're he's tied to Jameis and that situation works itself out, I think they're gonna be really good, the three of them. And as far as Deshaun Jackson goes, um I think by the end of the season he's not even gonna be getting snaps. I think it's gonna be Humphreys or they drafted a guy like Justin Watson who's really cheap. Like I don't think Deshaun Jackson has got much juice left, man, so uh definitely would not be taking him in redraft. Oh no. No, I don't want anything to do with Deshaun Jackson. I haven't for the past like three years. <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know why I thought he was doing then. I don't I don't understand how so many people are still on the Deshaun Jackson train. Like I just don't get it. I have no no interest in him whatsoever. And another guy that I don't have any interest in really is, is Mike Evans. Like mm. this dude was the one oh one, one oh two in Dynasty startups last year in some ways. Not for me. Oh, they're so disappointed, aren't they? He yeah. only had seventy five yards after the catch last year. Total. He's not he's not That's that gross. He he's like he he was a product of volume. All exactly. of his big time years were products of volume. He's not like supremely talented like Nuke. Yeah. Like it's different. There's not enough targets to go around. Right. I mean And when Godwin got it going last year, man, like you know what I mean? There's like you said, there's only so many targets. If if Godwin can get up to a hundred targets, I mean Evans can't get he's never gonna have another hundred and ninety yard or hundred and ninety target season. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. gone. So people you know, doesn't mean he's not gonna be a good receiver and solid wide receiver two or whatever and be great, but just know what you're drafting in the first round or the early second round. Not to mention the tight ends they have there. I mean, they're gonna get Blech. I don't like him, but they're still gonna get touchdowns are still going to get targets oh oj howard's a beast that that's just going to take away from mike evans as well i was saying block because they paid cameron brayton i love oj howard i I just didn't get it i I wanted oj howard to get his get his shine but i don't now i don't want either one of them why do they love cameron brayton so much smart he'll probably have harvard he'll he'll probably have like eight touchdowns this year i think they'll both probably have at least five i guarantee it you're just not going to be able to start either one of them yeah, I won't have either one. I don't have OJ in any leagues. I was all in on Njoku. He's the only rookie I have from last year besides Shaheen. But um, I do like OJ long term. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. Let's right? bring no us home, teams. man. Let's no bring us home to the Saints. Let... <laughs> all right. You can you can start us on the Saints. <laughs> you can talk about Drew Brees because I don't have to gush about him that much. Okay, I'll talk about Drew Brees. So last year, his pass attempts dropped by 150. And that, that kind of scares me. I think they've moved more towards a, you know, a run-first team, obviously. But the thing that jumped out at me the most is was his touchdown percentage and mm-hmm. how many rushing touchdowns they had last year. There's no way Drew Brees doesn't get more passing touchdowns. And that ties into how I feel about Michael Thomas as well. I think he's definitely yeah. going to have a bounce-back bounce back year. No question about it. And, I mean – there's a lot of guys going over Drew Brees, and they should not be. I mean, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. and oh, like First ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer. And he didn't have a week last season worse than the, the quarterback 21. So, I mean, even though it wasn't a very good season, or for Drew Brees' standards, it wasn't a very good season, he still, he still produced the last – the last couple of weeks just kind of left a, a bad taste in fantasy owners' mouth, I think. But you can get you can get him a little cheaper this year. So, dude, Drew Brees is. We were talking about underrated with Matt Stafford. He's one of the most underrated QBs of all time. Oh yeah, like easily. He's the most accurate quarterback ever. He's got the most five thousand yard seasons ever. And if you think about it, he's he's never had a dominant receiver. Like up until Michael Thomas is probably the best receiver he's ever had. Like in in his entire career, and yeah. if you think about all the other great quarterbacks, all of them, you know, they had great big time receivers. So it's just interesting to think about. Like, he, no matter who, he's similar to Brady in that way. Like, no matter who's out there on the field with him, he makes it work. As far as fantasy goes, the point you made about the touchdowns is exactly what I was going to bring up, dude. There's he's so efficient. There's no way that all those touchdowns are are going to break down the same way again. 
Plus, they brought in the guy that I like in Traquan Smith. They brought in Cameron Meredith. They brought in – they upgraded the passing weapons. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram is also missing four games. And as much as I love Alvin Kamara, they're not going to run him into the ground for four games. Like, Drew Brees is still going to throw the ball. And even though they're, I expect him to be in positive game scripts because obviously they're the best team in the world, um, he's still going to give you solid quarterback production. Probably, you know, the QB one days are probably behind us. But he can still give you top ten production this year, I expect, at least. Yeah, I mean, last year was by far his worst fantasy year, and he still finishes the quarterback nine. So, so I mean, I, I so think that's, that's, his, that's definitely his floor, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, what's he been the quarterback one, two, three times yeah, in his career? he's been so, top I mean, five a lot. Every – I'm pretty sure – let me pull that up real quick. I've, I want to say he's been top five – Every year, like like every year for uh, a decade, he's been almost. top six. So he's one, two, six, two, one, two, six, six, three, nine. Get the fuck out of here! I mean, like, yeah, he's amazing. He's a hall of famer. Like, draft him. I will yeah. cry when he retires, man. No doubt. <laughs> at least, at least I get to watch Alvin Kamara for another ten years, man. He, I know a lot of people in the community are down. I, I won't say a lot, but there's some people out there who are expecting Kamara to fall off a little bit. They thought he was too efficient. Me personally, I think he's just that good. And Mark Ingram is on the way out. He's already suspended four games. They already don't like him. Kamara is the guy. Last year it started with Ingram, you know, and it slowly transitioned to Kamara. This year it will just be Kamara getting the lion's share. Ingram will still be involved, but this guy's got overall running back one potential and top ten floor. Now, where he finishes – in between all those spots, I don't know because there's a lot of good backs, but you're not going to be disappointed with Alvin Kamara this year. I'll say that. So I'm going to throw some names out here. So this year, who would you rather have, Kamara or, all right, Gurley? I'm going to take Gurley. Lev. I'll take Lev. DJ. I'll take DJ and Zeke over Kamara and nobody else, if that helps you. Okay, so not I'll not take Camaro over Saquon. Yes. Yeah. And Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon, or I'm rising on Melvin Gordon, but I'll still take Camaro. I have Camaro and Melvin Gordon like dead even as far as total points this year so far. So I got Camaro five. I'm pretty sure. So that's that's where I am. Um, so it sounds like we're pretty similar. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's not going to be as efficient last year because he was the most efficient running back in NFL history. So right. But he's still going to be super efficient. Like, that and wasn't, he's going to get an increase in volume. An, yeah, and I don't think that was an outlier. So, I mean, he's he's solid. Um, I did hear some people talking about taking him 101. I don't think I would ever do no. that. Like, no. I just wouldn't. Not, not right now. I'm just, yeah. Maybe if he does next it again. Year. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want that big of a chance at the 101. Not yet, anyway. So, I want, one, I want to see it for one more year. Yeah, as far as Mark Ingram goes, uh, you probably should have sold him a, three or four months ago. Um, <laughs> but redraft, um, he's a really good target in redraft, um, yes. especially in the later rounds as a RB3 and as a win-now dynasty team. If you can acquire Mark Ingram for like a mid-second or something, uh, I'm all for that. But, you know, he, he's going to give you some big weeks, but I, I think it's the Camara era. And uh, <laughs> they don't nice like Mark Ingram. It. It does. Yeah, they hate he, he, Mark Ingram. <laughs> yeah, they do. They always have. They always have. Where do you think he's going in redrafts right now? I would guess like the ninth round. <laughs> five oh three. Earlier than that. Five oh three. Oh, never mind. I won't That's have. That's gross, Ingram. isn't it? I won't have Mark Ingram anywhere. No, me either. Because I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, he's gonna be. He's Where's gonna be Edelman out. going? Um, Just curious. I don't, I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. Because they're pretty similar, you know what I mean? But I I was thinking the the same thing as you were. I was like, man, he's going to be the, the perfect late-round running back target. You're going to get him. He's going to come back. He's going to have fresh legs. He's going to have something to prove. He's going to win you your your title this year. But, yeah, and then I, I looked that up, and he's going in the, the fifth round. So, no thanks. Let's look up Julian Edelman. He's going 607. Yeah, you're not getting a discount on either one of them, pretty much. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. Hopefully that that drops before redraft season comes in. But it's, yeah, it it should. Probably... A lot of people might not even realize they're fucking suspended. <laughs> it's possible. There's always that one guy in your home league 
and you show up to the draft and they like they don't know that they got traded or they have no idea who they are. Oh, it's great. He's gonna be the that guy or, who's gonna take Mark Ingram the second round. Or the guy that like leaves his phone for two seconds and auto picks uh, Spencer Ware oh. last year <laughs> after he got hurt. I I, I already picked um Oh, what's what's his name? I forgot his name. Tied in for Hunter Henry. I auto picked Hunter Henry and two best balls. That's oh, my that's, yeah, that's my fault. That was that's rookie rookie mistake there. Rookie mistake. Don't do that, guys. Oh. He's his ADP's falling now, so you're you're safe. Um let's talk about their wide receivers real quick. Um uh-huh. I love Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. He's Michael one Thomas. Of, he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL. If not my favorite, like to watch. I mean as far as production goes, he just broke Jarvis Landry's record for most receptions in his first two NFL seasons. He had 198 catches his first two years. Doesn't get much better than that. And his touchdowns, I mean, he hasn't really gotten the touchdowns yet. So I think I think this is his floor, which is crazy. How many and touchdowns I, did he have last year? Not very many. Let me look it up. But he did not like, like have – Like five or six? Yeah. Like, well, he had ten as a rookie. Yeah, he did so, have ten as a I rookie. Think, um, that, I think that's about, about Drew Brees is, uh Go ahead. I think ten is about where he'll be. Just about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because Drew he had, had nine the regression and five. last year. Yeah, he had five last yeah. year and nine his rookie year. So. Yeah, so he he should not be any lower than eight, and like we said, he's going to give you the hundred receptions and thousand yards like clockwork moving forward. So he's a lot and loaded wide receiver one. I don't think he's got the upside of. A lot of the other guys we like, uh, like Adams, Hopkins, Brown, Beckham, guys like that. He's a, he's a tier below as far as production. Maybe not talent-wise, but New Orleans spreads it around so much that it's hard for him to get up there. But top ten is locked and loaded. Oh, absolutely. He's going he's going around guys like Julio and Keenan Allen, which is right where he should be going. Yeah, that's um, the five to ten range, you know what I mean? Yeah, the guys that will finish there. Exactly. But, I mean, he's still, as far as dynasty goes, he's still only 25. So, mm-hmm. once these guys like, I mean, once Julio and Antonio Brown are are out, and, you know, are not as productive in, in two, three years, he's going to be, you know, probably the, the number two overall Question. wide receiver. Did Michael Thomas play with JT Barrett? With JT Barrett? No. No, he didn't play no. with JT. He was before That's that. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Still, still. Uh, Traquan Smith though. was drafted by the Saints. Do you like Traquan Smith? Yeah, I like I like Traquan Smith. I have him in a lot of, I've got him in, in a lot of rookie drafts. I mean, any time the Saints trade up for someone, hey, give me that, give me that guy because Sean Payton is an absolute offensive mastermind. So yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I like Traquan a lot too. Got him in a lot of spots, and I'm I'm pretty excited about Cameron Meredith, man. Um, we saw how good he could be in Chicago with, like, the worst quarterback play you can imagine. Now you bring him in to, to Drew Brees' house where Drew Brees has shown he can sustain two wide receiver ones before. Cooks and Michael Thomas did it two years ago. Not saying Cameron Meredith will be a wide receiver one, but he can definitely be a, a wide receiver three at the worst. Um, and he can give you some really big-time weeks. And he's not expensive. The injury discount is definitely there for Cameron Meredith. Late-round redraft, he's an excellent target. Yeah, I I love Cam Meredith. Um, as far as you know, whenever he he broke out and then he got injured at the beginning of last year, I was so disappointed. I had Cam Meredith everywhere, mm-hmm. and I mean that was just so disappointing. I think people have really forgotten. Whenever a guy's injured all year, I think they fall a lot. And the reports are he still might not be ready for the beginning of the season, which kind of kind of scares me. But I mean, even if he only misses a couple games, like you said, in that offense, I mean it's nothing. Nothing but upside. Yeah, last thing I heard, there was a like local radio show down here last week. I think they mentioned maybe like week four or three, but that's obviously nothing official. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that's the case because I've been trying to buy him lately in Dynasty Leagues. But I really like Cameron Meredith, man. Super explosive. We'll see, though. The injury could take it away, but he was super explosive. Uh, as far as tight ends go, they don't have one. So I was going to say, I didn't – I didn't even write down a tight end. Who is their tight end? I think they brought back Ben Watson. Ben Watson. That's that's gross. I do not yeah. want I do not want any part any part of that at all. So to get in my um you just start talking. I was gonna tell you who Michael Thomas's quarterback was in, in college. 
Any Who guesses? Um, wasn't JT Barrett? I'm gonna guess. Well, JT Barrett was on the team, but he wasn't. Cardell yeah. Jones never started a whole year, did he? It was his yeah. It was Cardell Jones and Braxton Miller. Ah, oh, I forgot about Braxton Miller. Yeah, yeah, that was the name I was, I I was out there. I was thinking JT Barrett was Braxton Miller for a second. And that was my confusion. <laughs> they're all the same. I they're mean, they, the Terrell same. Pryor, they're all the same guy. They all do the same thing. <laughs> By the way, we haven't talked about this, and we'll, we'll close it on this, but uh, what can you tell me about Joe Burrow that just transferred to LSU and that's going to be our savior, came from Ohio State? Yeah, Joe Burrow's a, a beast. Like I was, I was really, really upset when Joe Burrow transferred. He went to um, Athens High School, and I actually watched him play in a couple of games. So he just didn't really fit our system very well. Um, he's a pro style quarterback, but like I don't know, he he wasn't gonna play. But well, he's yeah, gonna he's, play he's here, gonna buddy. Be, yeah, he's gonna be a beast. He's like six four. He's huge. He's a he's gonna be good for you guys. Right, we we, we are we are hype. Like for yeah, real. I'm, I'm kind of sad, but I mean, it made sense. Like he was not going to play. Like we just have too many high caliber quarterbacks coming in, and he was just getting trampled over. So still nervous about signing it. a new apartment. Yeah, yeah, I'm nervous about signing a new apartment for sure. <laughs> what was? That? Are you looking for a new apartment? Yeah, I am actually. Are you really? I am. I <laughs> was so weird. Anyway, guys, we were, we've gone pretty long today. We're over an hour, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, man. You can follow us at DF Dominators. I'm at Dynasty Studs with a Z. He's at Wacky Pappy. We'll talk to you next time. Later.